What happened? Can someone please explain to me what on earth happened tonight? All the events that took place, what just happened? I need someone to explain it to me. What just happened? Very, very, very interesting box score here for the Boston Celtics. So let's just talk this through, okay? 10-point underdogs. Back-to-back, -back, right? Playing on the road. And then we get the starting lineup. Robert Williams. So I think any reasonable person would be thinking, okay, Boston's just going to punt this game, right? They're going to play limited minutes to the few main guys that are playing. And they are just going to punt this game, right? I think a lot of reasonable people came to that conclusion. Now, that's what I came to the conclusion of when I saw the starting lineup. I'm thinking, Blake Griffin and Mike Muscala, Robert Williams is active, but not in the starting lineup. Last time he didn't start was like the first game of the season when they were limiting him back. Every other game he's been in the starting lineup. So all signs, right, towards Boston. They're going to punt this game. Thinking it through, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take a stand. A lot of these Boston guys are massive chalk. Indication is they just want to punt this game. I'm going to play for the blowout. I'm going to play for the blowout. Gonna play for the blowout. So I play for the Boston Celtics blowout on the road. C team squad, right? Going up against one of the best teams in the NBA. Oh, we didn't get a blowout. Not only did we not get a blowout? Extra minutes? Overtime? You bet. Put it on the board. Overtime. Massive chalk Celtics. We just talk about this rotation. I just... What is life? What is... Life. I just, what is this? I still, I cannot get over this Celtics box score. I can't. I can't. So you mean to tell me Dusty Blake Griffin is going to go for a triple-double in 24 minutes? That Mike Muscala... The vet, Mike Muscala, is going to play 44 minutes? Grant Williams. Oh. Yeah, he played a reasonable amount of minutes today. 48 minutes! 48 for Grant Williams at Giga Ownership. 
48 minutes. Just let that soothe. Think about that, right? Game, they're clearly going to punt 48 minutes for Grant Williams. Sam Hauser, 39 minutes. That's a chalk, Derek White. Back to back, 43 minutes. Robert Williams plays 13 minutes off the bench. Like, what are we, what is life? I just, I, I, what is this? What am I looking at? What is this? 39 minutes for Brogdon, 14 minutes to punish the Pritchard Sharks. 14, with 1.5 guards available on this team, all bigs. You mean to tell me that Peyton Pritchard's playing 14 minutes? So here are my stands today. I was all over Jakob Pertle, my favorite tournament play of the slate. One for 60. I really like the Warriors at low ownership. They're all doing really well right now. I liked Boucher as a contrarian value. He was solid. I said, don't touch with a 10-foot pole, Giga Chalk, Matisse, Thibel, and Nasir Little. Looking good right now. If Matisse Thibel didn't fall into three steals, he would have two fantasy points right now. Basically nail the slate, a hit on a lot of low-owned plays. Doesn't even matter. 50 minutes for everyone on the Celtics at 100% ownership. I mean, just... I literally, I cannot believe what I witnessed tonight. And 14 minutes for Pritchard. Projected for like 25 to 30 minutes, right? This team has no guards. 44 minutes for Mike Muscala. Triple-double for Blake Griffin. What? A, like, I need someone to just like explain it to me. Like in a book. Like, I'm the little kid. You're the parent. Just like. Go through and just explain to me all the events that occurred tonight in that Celtics game. That's, that's what I need. Again, unowned portal. Massive smash. Warriors all doing solid. With Dame. Doesn't matter. Big a chalk, Derek White. Why not overtime, right? I had Grant Williams. Uh, I was thinking, uh, I was going back and forth, right? And we talked about this in the stream, how there are two different ways you can play it. Number one, you play for the competitive games. If you're playing for the competitive game, you play White, you play Brogdon, you play Grant Williams, you play Giannis, right? And then I, I was like, all right, so I think there's a decent chance the game's going to blow out. Starting lineup is kind of indicating they want to punt. So that is the reason that I took the stand to go underweight on Boston, basically play for the blowout. And I get not only punished with a competitive game, but the game goes to overtime and everyone plays like 50 minutes. I just, I cannot believe it. I cannot believe what I witnessed. Can't believe it. 
I'm just speechless. I'm, I'm just speechless right now. And I'm in so, so much pain. So much pain. That's the recap of tonight. Hope you guys had a better night than myself because I am on full tilt mode right now. Um, but before we talk about this 10-game slate, we have to talk quickly about the sponsor of the video. That would be Prize Picks. You can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. Uh, we'll see about... So Siakam somehow salvaged. He had one assist going in the fourth quarter. Ended up going over. And then I have the Paul George over four and a half assists. I think he has four assists right now midway through the third. So looking like both plays might hit once again in Prize Picks. The only one I've missed so far is Brook Lopez over points. He got massive foul trouble. Come on, man. Come on. Oh. Yeah, make sure to use the code DKDFS. That'll give you 100% match up to $100. It'll be linked down below. Also, premium content linked in the description. Just made an XFL video. If you guys are playing XFL DFS this weekend, yes, I helped put in my video already breaking down that slate. We'll have premium content for that as well. Super, super excited for some spring football. But I just I need to forget the events that occurred. I just I cannot believe it. I, I, I'm, just think, I'm just sitting here on my couch just like, contemplating what is life like muscala 44 minutes blake griffin complete dust of blake griffin triple double every celtics run like a six-man rotation on a back-to-back robert williams 13 minutes off the bat i just don't know what on earth just happened but something like that better not happen again that's all i have to say i'm really Really upset. And really, really. All right. Let's move on to this 10-game slate. We'll start off with the Spurs. Woohoo! I love the San Antonio Spurs. But seriously, you got two bad teams going up against each other. This is a rest, like, good, good plays in this game. Uh, Calvin Johnson, 6'6". I have probably lost hundreds of thousands of dollars playing this guy in DFS this year. But he's the clear go-to guy. It's a good matchup. Unfortunately, I have interest in him. Zach Collins, as long as he's out of foul trouble, should play around 30 minutes, played 32 minutes last game. Good point per minute guy. I think a pretty good play. Jeremy Sohan, minutes kind of all over the place, production all over the place, but we have seen the ceiling from him. Two of the last five games that he has played, he's gone for 40 plus. I have some interest in him for GPPs. Malachi Branham should continue to play, I don't know, 25 to 30 minutes, reasonable value. Devontae Graham, it's just like, why is he on this team? It doesn't make sense, but. It's Playing a lot of minutes right now. And he's being productive because the Spurs are just bad. So I like Devonta Graham at 4K. I think Katie Pates Diop is reasonable. He probably sees around 30 minutes. So unfortunately, there's a good amount to like here for the Spurs. Bassey will play the backup five. If you think Collins gets in foul trouble, you can take a shot on Bassey, who is a good point per minute guy. So again, there's there's kind of a lot to like here for the Spurs. On the Charlotte side, I like Lamelo at 10-4. He should play around 40 minutes. He's doing everything for the team. Uh, I think he looks pretty good. Rogier, Washington, Hayward, all reasonable plays. No priorities. I know Gordon Hayward had a massive game last game, but that was definitely an outlier. Shot 9 of 12, 4 of 5 from 3. Um, can't expect that again. And the price did jump about $1,000. But I'm not saying he's out of play. I just think he's priced about right. Mark Williams, I, I still think he's a little bit too cheap if he can stay out of foul trouble. Should play around 30 minutes over a fantasy point per minute guy. But still like Mark Williams. If you think he gets in foul trouble or something happens, you can look to Nick Richards, who's playing the backup. The one game that uh, Mark Williams got in foul trouble, Richards got extended and had a good game. So 
Richard's a viable contrarian dart throw there. Chicago and the Pacers, no DeMar DeRozan. I think Vooch and Zach Levine right now stand out as two of the better plays of the slate. They're going to play big, big minutes. They're going to do everything for the team, and I like the matchup. So sign me up for some Vooch. Sign me up for some Zach Levine. I think both look really good at their price points. Pat Williams' role doesn't really change a ton, but he'll most likely see 30-ish minutes. Um, Io, Kobe White, and Caruso all look better with DeRozan out, and Caruso might not even play. So if he's out, you should get really big minutes for Io and Kobe White. Would both be good values. They're both solid values either way, but they're going to look better if Caruso can't play too. Andre Drummond played like a, a couple of minutes alongside Vooch that one game when they were shorthanded. Um, he is a good point per minute guy. Kind of hard to prioritize him unless you think the Bulls get blown out or Vooch gets in foul trouble. But Drummond's just always someone that I have a little bit of interest in for tournaments because if he can find his way to more minutes, he can absolutely smash. On the Pacer side, so we've got Turner and Tice both questionable. If they're both in, I think the main guys to look to would probably be Halliburton and Turner. Turner and Tice are both out. Then you most likely get Isaiah Jackson starting. You probably would get Jalen Smith as the backup five. Those two would look really good for value. But Halliburton, 9-5, reasonable price point for him. He had a big game last game. Um, He's been a little bit up and down, but the ceiling is there. Field, Mather, and Naismith, all kind of secondary plays for me. Um, Again, the main interest to me would be the bigs if Turner misses. All right, Detroit-Boston, so... Another matchup here for the Pistons. We'll see who's actually available for the Celtics. It sounds like Smart's going to be available. We don't know yet about Tatum. Um, but with Detroit, Bojan, if you think the game stays competitive, you can take a shot at him for tournaments. He's a guy that has shown that ceiling. Um, Ivy, Hayes, reasonable plays. You did see pretty big games for Burks and Diallo off the bench. Hayes got massive foul trouble shot, like 5% from the field. Dern and Stewart are both fine, but now you have James Wiseman available. And the Pistons did say that they're going to start James Wiseman. Now, I'm not sure if he starts in his first game, but a 3.4K Wiseman that should be in the rotation, I like him. Um, if he starts, uh, he is definitely a priority for me. Even if he comes off the bench, though, I would think we'd probably get, I don't know, around 20 minutes or so. I think it's a fair guess for Wiseman minutes. So uh, I like Wiseman either way, but uh, if he starts, I think he becomes an absolute priority for me. On the Boston Celtics side, so again, Tatum may play. We'll see. Um, and then Marcus Smart is expected to be back. I just, I, I can't. I don't want to talk about what happened tonight, the events that occurred. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. So Boston, kind of hard to talk about right now. We'll see about the starting lineup. We'll see who's available. If they're relatively shorthanded again, then yeah, they're probably going to run a tight rotation and we can look at some of this value. If you got Tatum in, if you got Smart in, if you got Horford in, then they don't look as good. But I just, night, I can't, I can't, I can't. Not talking about it anymore. It didn't happen. It did not happen. Did not happen. All right. Knicks, good matchup here. Randall, Brunson, they're going to play most likely close to 40 minutes each. Both solid options. RJ Barrett was horrific last game. Only played 24 minutes. Um, his minutes not asking here now. Josh Hart available. Josh Hart, been playing well off the bench. Um, I think he's a totally fine option in the mid-range. Quickly will play the backup point. Hardenstein, Sims, splitting the center position. Hardenstein's the guy with a bit of a higher ceiling, but there's a lot of good center options on the slate. It's kind of tough to prioritize him. Moving on to Atlanta, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, I think both solid tournament plays. I wouldn't call either of these guys priorities, but um, we know that, you know, Trey Young doesn't really like the Knicks, so want to buy into that narrative, go for it. Uh, Capella and Okongwu are splitting the center minutes. Capella, 6K, a fine tournament option. Should play close to 30 minutes. Collins, questionable. If he misses, Sadiq Bey most likely starts, but probably won't go there. And then DeAndre Hunter's probable. He's always just like a fine last piece end guy for me. 
Our Miami and Brooklyn. So once again, Miami extremely shorthanded here. I think they all look really good. Bam, Jimmy. I'm expecting mid to high 30s minutes for both. I like them both. Um, again, this team is just shorthanded. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, they should start in the backcourt. They should both play around 40 minutes. Gabe Vincent did deal with a bit of foul trouble last game. I like both the Heat guards in Struess and in Vincent. And then, yeah, Caleb Martin's going to most likely play around 30 minutes. I think he's a reasonable option. Uh, Bouye, a guy that we have played in the Summer League before, had a really nice game. I did go for three steals and a block. And you have Gabe Vincent foul trouble. So don't know if we can expect that again. But still think he's going to probably play, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes. Now, there's one guy that could come back that could make this rotation a bit riskier. That would be Duncan Robinson, who most likely would see rotation minutes. So if he's available, it would make the value a little bit risky here for Miami. On the net side, I just, number one, this team is just so weird, right? You have like 23 3 and D wings. Ben Simmons minutes are down. Nick Claxton minutes are down. Like no one's playing big minutes. You have Seth Curry back. Yeah, if I guess I'm going to play someone, it probably would be Dinwiddie, who has still shown the ceiling with this team. But I have a really hard time kind of prioritizing anyone on Brooklyn. Uh, the wings, the bigs, no one really stands out. They're running a relatively deep rotation. So, yeah. All right, so Cleveland, uh, basically fully healthy team. Nothing really standing out here. Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, Allen, all fine contrarian options, but there's really nothing that stands out. Philadelphia, not the best matchup. But just this game in general, no one really standing out. Embiid, he's going to play. Him and Harden are fine contrarian options. I think my favorite option might be Tyrese Maxey, whose minutes have ticked way up of late. 33, 34, 35 minutes over the last three games. We know Maxey is a guy that has that ceiling, so he would probably be the guy that I would consider if I was going to target one guy in this game. Uh, Houston, Oklahoma City. So on the Houston side, there's some appealing plays here if this game can stay competitive. My boy, Shingun, sub 8K. Most likely sees mid-30s minutes in competitive game. We have still seen that ceiling from him. Jalen Green, I mean, this is the downside of, like, he has a floor, but when he knocks down his shots, the ceiling is clearly, clearly there. So always have some interest in Jalen Green. The, the price point's reasonable. I like his upside a good amount in tournaments. Martin and Jabari Smith, both should see 30-plus minutes. I think they're both pretty safe plays as long as the game stays competitive. Deshaun Tate started, still up at 24 minutes, but he's a reasonable value. Don't really know if I get to anyone else. I mean, my boy Tar Eason, probably going to play around 20 minutes, fair value. I don't think I get to anyone else, though, like Christopher, Ty Ty Washington. So moving on to Oklahoma City, Shea Gildas-Alexander, like the matchup for him, should play close to 40 minutes. Josh Giddy most likely sees mid-30s minutes. So both the Thunder guys, I like in tournaments. Jalen Williams' minutes have been way up of late. Um, he's been averaging like mid-30s minutes. If he's going to continue to play that much, then yes, I'm up for some 6K Jalen Williams. Lou Dort's 4-6. Minutes have not been great since he came back, but the price point's cheap. If you want to target whoever starts the 5 for the Thunder, be my guest. But uh, tough to feel good about anyone. Utah and Memphis, so... The answer is yes. I'm still on full tilt mode from Walker Kessler, who was smashing, getting in massive foul trouble, and then just never coming back. I, I just get 20 at half. Get 20 at half and finish with 19. I just, oh, the ADFS. So crazy. Little crazy. Little crazy. All right. Marking in 9-1. There is some blowout risk here on the road against Memphis. A fair contrarian spend up. Clarkson feels priced about right. Kessler, if he plays 30-plus minutes, I like him, but I don't know what the Jazz are doing right now. Colin Sexton at 5-6, should play around 30 minutes. Still feels a little bit too cheap. Olenek, 5-1. I 
Reasonable play as well. Privacy is around 30 minutes. THT was way, way over on last slate. Thankfully, the people that went there weren't rewarded with, some, with a massive ceiling game. I think on average, you're getting low 20s minutes for THT, which still makes them a reasonable value, but um, probably will be a bit over owned. You'll see a Bocce in the rotation. You'll see Rudy Gay for some reason in the rotation. You'll see a Fettuccini Alfredo most likely in the rotation, but yeah, can't really get to any of those guys. Memphis. A little bit of ball rest, but like the matchup from John Morant, 10 6, a fine contrarian spend up, Triple J, Bane. Also, guys that provide a ceiling, but I can't prioritize either of them. Clark and Tillman are going to split the center position. Mm. They're both relatively cheap, but I don't think it'll be necessary to play either. Dylan Brooks is 4 3. We'll still see 30 plus minutes if the game says competitive, but still score independent. So, not a ton there on the Dallas side. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, you got Wood, questionable. Hardaway, questionable. Reggie Bullock, questionable. I mean, this team could be sh- pretty shorthanded. Luka, 11-7. Feels priced about right, right? With Kyrie there, Luka's not going to have the same usage rate. Kyrie playing around 40 minutes. I'm not, re- I'm not really going to go out of my way to get either of the Dallas guards. And if all of Wood, Hardaway, and Bullock are out, then there's some value to get to. I mean, Josh Green already been playing like 40 minutes a game. Uh, but he's just going to look better if those guys are all out. Dwight Powell and JaVel McGee most likely split the center position if Wood's out. I think uh, Powell is probably the safer play, but McGee is the better part per minute guy who, um, if he finds his way into like 15 to 20 minutes, could break the slate at the flat min price. Hardy would most likely see a good amount of minutes in that scenario if like Hardaway and Bullock are out too. He could be a reasonable value play. But, uh, yeah, it's the center rotation. If Christian Wood plays, I have no idea what the center rotation is right now. Like, you're seeing some games where Christian Wood's barely playing. You're seeing some games where, like, all three of McGee, Dwight Powell, and Wood are playing. I just I don't know what's happening with a fully healthy team right now for Dallas. So, um, we'll definitely keep an eye on the injury news. For the Denver side, can Jamal Murray please play? Tired of getting punished by playing Bruce Brown. All right? I want Jamal Murray to play. Tired of playing... Bruce Brown getting punished. Yeah, Jokic, either way, looks good. It's Nikola Jokic. He's sub-12K. He looks great. If Murray's out, unfortunately, we had to consider Bruce Brown, who's going to start and play low 30th minutes, a guy that can stop the stat sheet, and has had some really big games without Jamal Murray. Not recently, not in the last week or two, but throughout the year, when he has picked up the start for Jamal Murray, we've seen some big, big games from Bruce Brown. Uh, and then Vladko would start if Aaron Gordon's out. He would be a fair value play. 24 and 28 minutes in the two starts uh, last couple games. Michael Porter Jr., 6.3. Probably becomes the number two in offense. A fine GPP play. KCP's role never really changes. Christian Brown, if both those guys are out, has been seeing mid-20s minutes. I think he's a fair value. And then, yeah, Thomas Bryant will play the backup five. Ish Smith will play the backup point. But... Don't think it's necessary to go to either of them. Finally, the Pelicans and the Lakers. When we talk about the Brandon Ingram game, man, why did he only play 32 minutes without CJ McCollum? Why? 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 And he starts with like 20 fancy points in six minutes, too. Like, I just, come on. But if McCollum's out, we got a revenge game for Ingram where if he plays normal minutes, I think he could have a really, really good game. Jonas Valanciunas, ceiling's massive on him. If he finds his way into the, close to that 30 minutes, so he's always someone I have interest in for tournaments. Wings, nothing really standing out here. The interesting place here would be these value guards. If there's no McCollum, that being Richardson and that being Alvarado. Alvarado started, played 29 minutes. He would make for a really good value if CJ's out. And then Josh Richardson played 34 minutes in his first game with the team. 
and had a massive game. We had to pump the brakes a little bit. He went for five steals and two blocks. So I don't think we expect that again. But those two would benefit the most if McCollum is out. And uh, yeah, if McCollum's in, then I think Ingram, CJ would, would be the guys I'd look to. You know, Jose Alvarado and Richardson would be much riskier if McCollum does play. And finally, the Lakers, you got LeBron questionable, AD probable. If LeBron's in, there's really nothing I'm looking to. If LeBron's out, I think we can look to Anthony Davis at 10-7, who, you know, the usage and, and ceiling goes up on him. The tough part about these secondary options is, like, no one else I feel really good about. Um, I mean, if you wanted to take a shot like D'Lo or Schroeder or Beasley or Vanderbilt, like, you could. You also know Baba most likely available. I expect, expect him to play the backup five. Um, so... If he does and he plays like 15 minutes, yeah, I could I could see taking a shot in a min price Mo Bamba. But that's going to wrap it up for the Lakers, and that's going to do it for the video as well. So, again, guys, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you have been enjoying the content. Really appreciate all support as always, and we'll see you all in the next one.